Hey friend, we've got a huge announcement to share and we wanted you to be the first to know. Our vision in North Star has always been to create an impact uprising. It's this belief that philanthropy has the power to change the world, not just in our impact, but by unlocking generosity within each of us. So after more than 500 podcast conversations and gathering this diverse community of We Are For Good around the world, we're ready to unveil the next big unlock to achieving our impact uprising vision as we get activated together in community. Meet Impact Up, the gathering for social impact leaders ready to shift the sector for good. Our first Impact Up is happening July 11th, and we want you to join us as we convene virtually for a day around one singular topic. We're going to be blending different styles of content from brilliant minds across sectors while also gathering insights and ideas from you in the community, all of it leading to action. Then, through the power of the We Are For Good community, that same evening, Impact Up is gathering in local communities to continue the conversation started that day. From San Francisco to Baton Rouge and Denver to Tampa, community is gathering in person. We are moving from conversations to activation, and we're so excited. It's all about gathering, discussing, activating, and watching the shift happen. You can also count on that signature levity, inspiration, and joy you always get in our space because you know it's a vibe, y'all. Registration is live. Head on over to impactuprising.com. You can see all about the event and find a local meetup near you. We can't wait to see you there. That's impactuprising.com. Let's go. Hey, friends. This episode is brought to you by Jatasa. We love the meaning behind this brand because its name literally means the spirit of serving others, and that jives with the ethos of this community. Jatasa comes alongside missions to specialize in bookkeeping, accounting, and CFO services exclusively for nonprofits, with more than 1,500 organizations served since 2008. Jatasa is committed to helping nonprofits that are dedicated to making the world a better place because they truly understand the unique needs and challenges organizations like yours are facing. So if you're looking for a financial partner who truly understands your mission, check out Jatasa. Visit jatasa.com to learn more. That's J-I-T-A-S-A.com. Be sure to tell them We Are For Good sent you. Hey, I'm John. And I'm Becky. And this is the We Are For Good podcast. Nonprofits are faced with more challenges to accomplish their missions and the growing pressure to do more, raise more, and be more for the causes that improve our world. We're here to learn with you from some of the best in the industry, bringing the most innovative ideas, inspirational stories, all to create an impact uprising. So welcome to the good community. We're nonprofit professionals, philanthropists, world changers, and rabid fans who are striving to bring a little more goodness into the world. So let's get started. Welcome. Howdy, Becky. It's a good day on the We Are For Good podcast. It's snowing outside. It is It is literally <laughs> idyllic outside. There is snow blowing. John's house smells like pine trees. <laughs> I mean, we are. We, it is just a great day today. It is because we have got a mission that I have heard about for years and I can't wait to hear the story. So I want everybody to kind of go back in high school and I want you to picture the girl who is Miss Everything. 
And she's wearing a crown. And this is our guest <laughs> who's currently hiding under the table right now as I start. The person we're interviewing today is just a dear friend of mine who I am not surprised at all, who went out and became and started to create the change she wanted to see in the world. And she didn't just do it like in her little community. She built something half a world away in Ghana. And we are talking today to Courtney Bullard, who has is the founder, executive director, and CEO of the Pearl House. And I need everybody to just still your heart for a second because you are going to hear an extraordinary story today that if you believe in the power of good, if you believe in the power of hope and what someone could do half a world away, I'm going to keep saying that over and over, to impact good one human at a time, this is your jam today because... Courtney has, I can, I can just say, cause I've known her for such a long time. She is so kind. She is so loving to everyone that comes around her and to see that she has threaded that in her mission and what she's done in the nonprofit space. I just feel like we're entering the circle of love where, um, everybody's just going to walk away feeling good. So there's my little, uh, pitch from my good <laughs> friend, Courtney. And I want to give a little bit of background on her. She's lived in the Tulsa area for 15 years and she's been involved in ministry with teenage girls for almost 20 years. And so she just really felt a calling about a, about a decade ago to build a home for girls in Ghana, Africa. And so she and her husband began to establish uh, the Pearl House. And she's this incredible public speaker. She's an author. And we're going to dive into what she has done to empower and discipline and just show love to these girls and the impact that it's made. We believe in the long game. And we believe that if you can plant seeds now, that will be reaping, you know, good for years and years. Um, I just think this is one of these stories that amplifies that on so many levels. So Courtney, welcome to the We Are For Good podcast. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Thank you for having me. What an introduction. Oh, I just love you and I love what you're doing. I just, well, I love you and I'm so thankful and thankful for what you all are doing. And I should have grabbed tissue because <laughs> it's, it's, it's really interesting. Just use I haven't your even sleeve. made it it's to great. Ghana and we're tearing up. <laughs> so give everybody just kind of some background about you and um, yeah, tell us a little bit about how this got started and how you came up with the Pearl House and how your heart was moved to start this movement. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I've always had a heart for teenage girls and just a love for them and wanting to help them. And man, they're just faced with, there's a lot of challenges that they're faced with. And so um, I had a ministry for several years for teenage girls here in the States. And we travel, travel around and do weekend retreats and conferences. And, um, and I remember that uh, my husband, he always had a heart for missions and, uh, and I'm going to be honest, I, that was not really my jam. And, uh, and so, <laughs> um, in fact, there was, there was a year he was going to go to Africa and he asked me to go with him. And I said, no, um, but I would pray for him while he was gone. <laughs> anyway, so he goes on this mission trip and he comes back and he's telling me about these girls that, um, are young. I mean, like eight, nine, 10 years old living on the streets. Um, he had gone to Accra, which is the capital of Ghana, and um, and that they were entering into child marriage. Um, just I don't know. My heart just um, just something changed, and I mean, all I can describe is that God just got hold of my heart. And I remember thinking, um, I've got I have to do something. How do you hear this information, know what's going on, and not do something? 
And so I remember I started praying and asking the Lord, like, God, whatever it is that you ask of me, my answer will be yes. And that's a really scary place to be because you don't know what he's going to ask of you. Um, but I know that I just want to be obedient and knew that he was about to ask something really big of me. And so I remember, and I know this sounds crazy and that people listening to this don't know me very well, and this does not happen often. Um, but I was sleeping one night and literally uh, God woke me up in the night and I audibly heard his voice say that I was to build a home in Africa for young girls. And it was one of those moments that it was so powerful that um, like you look around the room wondering if there's someone else in the room with you. <laughs> and, um, and so I remember waking up my husband, Steve and uh, and it was a miracle I even woke up because I'm a heavy sleeper, right? And so, Same. and I remember waking him up <laughs> and uh, and just, and being like, Steve, and it was such a powerful moment. And I said, I just heard from the Lord and we're to build this home in Africa. And I remember that, I think the first thing he asked me was if I ate pizza late that <laughs> night. Because... <laughs> I love Steve. He's <laughs> like, are you pregnant? <laughs> but actually, I think it was really kind because of the Lord, because Steve's heart was already there and mine was not. And so I thought it was really kind of the Lord that he would speak to me first to start this home. And so um, I remember thinking, well, I got to go on a vision. I got to go. I've never been to Africa. I got to go, you know. And so I get on this plane and uh, the word that kept coming up and in my heart was unite and that I just felt like that with this home that God would unite people from across the ocean um, of different denominations, different backgrounds, um, all walks of life that they would be united through the Pearl House. And so went to Ghana on a vision trip. I came back. I was super frustrated. Um, just the culture is different. Uh, I went and traveled and visited several orphanages wondering how we do this. And I was very discouraged. And I remember I was on the plane with um, one of my dear friends who now works for the Pearl House. And I remember she was sitting next to me and she asked me, she said, what do you think it's going to take to make this a reality? And I told her, I said, well, we have to have an American on the ground. We have to have boots on the ground um, in order to do this. And, and then I think I secretly prayed like, Lord, please don't let that be me, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Um, and so I got home on a Friday and two days later, my husband leaves on a mission trip to Memphis. And so he goes to Memphis and they're working at this refugee centers volunteering. And he's introduced to another youth pastor. They begin to just talk about ministry. And she tells him that she's been to Ghana and that she's taken her youth group about 11, 12 times. Um, and in fact, she feels like she's supposed to live there to run a home, not just any home, but a home for teenage girls. And there are um, no coincidences. Wow. Right. I mean, one of those things, and I love this because there's so many things that her, her name is also Courtney. So I'm Courtney Bullard oh and Courtney Garland and, uh, and just those little things that are just crazy. Like we're the same age, um, growing up her nickname, they would call her Francesca cause her middle name's Francis and my oldest daughter's name, Francesca. And, um, I mean, just those little things, but 
anyway, so that is how we met Courtney Garland. And she truly just sold all that she had, moved over to Ghana and has been there ever since helping to run the Pearl House in Ghana. Wow. Wow. That's an incredible inception story. story. Yeah. And I feel like we've gotten the honor of hearing several of those, but I love, it never gets old, you know, and I love that you just couldn't sit back when you saw an injustice and you saw people that needed help and even just hearing it before you even saw them. I love how you kind of plugged in. Would you tell us, you know, what is Pearl House Academy now? What is all the programs that are included in the Pearl House? And just kind of give us a a scope of what y'all are doing today. Absolutely. So the, the mission of the Pearl House is to, we want to protect, educate, and disciple at-risk young girls. And so we have the Pearl House where girls actually live. We have 42 girls that are there, um, and we have Ghanaian house moms that live with them. Um, and so they live at the Pearl House. And then we have the Pearl House Academy, which is in walking distance from where the Pearl House is located. And the, the academy actually is open to boys and girls in the community. So not only do the Pearls attend the Pearls Academy, but also boys and girls, we have over 100 students that attend there right now. Um, and so we have to build and expand and make more room. So the second floor of the academy is almost finished. And then we'll be able to take in more boys and girls. And then we're hoping this next year, and then we'll be able to start the third floor of the academy. Um, and so... That's the so the Pearl House, the Pearl House Academy, and then we also have the Pearl House Career Center. And so what happens there is that's actually a two-year program. And it's for young ladies ages 18 to 24, most that's the average age. Um, most of them are single moms and they have no way to provide for themselves or their families. And so what we're doing is we're training them and we are teaching them how to sew. And so um, they're learning English and how to write and read, and we're teaching them small business skills, but then they now, they have a trade that they are able to provide not only for themselves, but they'll be able to provide for their families as well. Um, And it's exciting because this last year we had our very first graduating class, and so um, these young ladies, in fact, I got a video the other day that they are, they're working in their shops. And they're providing for themselves, for their families. You know, when they graduate, we give them a sewing machine and some seed money. Um, But that they are able to now truly, I mean, have a pathway to be able to provide. And so it's exciting to see those things um, that God spoke not long ago and to see it come to fruition of really just, you know, we're seeing the fruits of it. And it's exciting. I mean, I need, I need to emote here because that's what I do. Um, I mean, what did that feel like when you started this in 2001 and there's this culminating effect of you have graduates? I want you to just kind of describe what that moment feels like to you when you see those girls start to graduate and take off. And you know, and at least I think in my heart, like what it could have been if you mm-hmm. had not been there. Right. That's right. I, uh, it's very humbling. And also I'm so glad that I said yes. Mm. And that I didn't, um, I think if I knew the, the massiveness of the Pearl house and all the lives it it has already, and I believe will continue to impact and knowing it's not me, but I mean, just seeing what the Lord has done and through donors and supporters that it is, um, it almost makes you speechless and just very, you're humbled and honored to be a part of a work that's much bigger than you 
and that will outlast you and outlive you. Mm-hmm. And so it's, um, yeah, it's kind of hard to put into words. It's kind of surreal also. I think the thing that I like the most about your story and the story of the Pearl House is you just had this vision to start with a home for girls. And as you're unpacking the layers of this, I love that you didn't subscribe to like the nonprofit playbook where it's do X, do Y. I mean, you kind of just let it naturally unfold and you started the Pearl House Academy. And then from there, you see this need to create this career center. And it's like you just kind of go where the needs are. And to me, that's what thriving nonprofits do. The ones that really succeed, they don't fight, you know, what what should naturally be happening. They should lean into those moments. And I think that's what's so inspiring about what you're saying here is that it just keeps creating all of um I don't want to say tentacles. That sounds so negative. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many different layers of where someone could plug in and they're just getting more resourced, more skilled, more. And and with that comes to me more nurturing. They feel more empowered. The confidence starts to build. And then those are the intangibles that you cannot, you know, again, go through a playbook and give to somebody. So I really want to just um, tell you and your team just bravo and, and, and way to just listen and roll with where the nonprofit and the mission wanted to go and not where you wanted to go. Well, thank you. And it really, I think that that's so key because we look at like this last year, there was another ministry that they had started. It was basically they were employing Ghanaian women to make jewelry and they'd bring the jewelry back here in the States and sell it. And that money would go to help, you know, support those families and those women. And this last year, um, they gifted it to the Pearl house. When on our radar at all, we thought, gosh, it aligns with what we're doing. It's going to empower, educate, employ these women. So we took on, we took it on. It's called a Sambo. And I love it because not only are we employing this Ghanaian women, to make their jewelry, but we're also all the soft goods that we sell through Asambo come from our career centers. So these ladies that are making these soft goods at the career center, we're selling it through Asambo. That money then goes to their seed money. So when they graduate, they truly have earned this money. And just talking about empowering them and the confidence from that of knowing you've worked for that is, it speaks volumes. Absolutely. So I want to talk just a little bit about starting your own nonprofit, because I think we probably have some listeners who have a dream of starting something on their own, and it just feels like so insurmountable. And I I just think about trying to build something in Africa (laughs) from the States. I mean, and to just the scale of the needs and the, the infrastructure. I mean, what kind of advice and wisdom would you give to our listeners about taking that first leap of faith? Well, uh, don't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> There's Spoiler. your video clip of the episode. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, I would, I would say that I would be sure of your calling because you will get, I mean, you will get discouraged. You will, I mean, it's just inevitable, but I would, I would say just to be sure of your calling what you're passionate about, that this is what you want to do no matter what. Um, and, you know, when we started the Pearl House. I mean, it's not, I mean, I, I had no training or skills in nonprofit work. <laughs> we did not know what we were doing, but we knew what we wanted to do. And we, we knew what we wanted to accomplish in the end goal. 
And so I, we, we learned as much as we could from as many people as we could. And we, you know, we talked to a lot of people who were doing things that were similar to what we were, wanted to do. But then we also talked just to a lot of people that have done nonprofit work, even if our missions were different. But I would say, man, just to visit and talk to people who are doing some, not only similar things, but that are also in the nonprofit world, because you can learn a lot, a lot from others. And then I would also just encourage others to not be afraid to make mistakes um, and that to learn from them. And if, you know, you feel like you're supposed to start a coat drive and there you feel like, well, there's a million other people that are doing that. Well, do it, but be as creative as you can with it. Think outside the box with it. Um, and then also reach out to those others that are doing similar because you can learn a lot from others as well. And you so make a be- good point with the coat drive. It's like, you don't have to create, you don't have to take <laughs> the massive leap that Courtney has made, you know, in Africa, you could do something in your small space today. If you, I mean, I'm, I love that you said coat drive because it's cold outside right now. And it's like, if you see a need, that's something that's completely scalable that you could do right in your part of the world right now. Um, so I think it's really good advice that just know your true north, stay focused on it, know you're going to mess up a little, lean on resources. I think that's just a good tip. Um, and certainly you've done that in spades with your own organization, and we just applaud you for it. Well, I, I appreciate that, but it, it, takes, there's a, it takes a village. Yeah. <laughs> to do it. And then I would also say to stick to your vision because – you know, I think that as you're starting that, you know, people want to come alongside organizations that they see the good that's happening. And so I think as that happens, you know, you, I, I know sometimes it's easy to get sidetracked by maybe other people's ideas um, or what they're wanting even to donate to your organization where it has nothing to do with your mission or vision of what you're wanting to do. And so I just want to give people permission that it's okay to say no. That, you know, be grateful and thankful, but maybe you don't have to take every donation or you don't have to go with everyone's idea. But uh, that would be my other thing to add. Hey, friends, taking a quick pause from today's episode to say that we just love to connect with you. And the best way to do so is to join the good community. It's free. Just head on over to weareforgood.com slash hello, and we can connect with all the resources, tips, tools, and show notes to help you do more for your mission. We can't wait to get to know you. Let's get back to this awesome feel good conversation. Those I love are great that. Tips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're fundraisers around this table, so I'm going to go a little bit off script and I just want to hear being someone that wasn't in nonprofit before, what was it like, you know, making the transition to sit down and ask probably friends, probably connections for to invest personally in this? What was that process like for you? Did you what did oh. you learn? Uh, well, way out of my comfort zone, and I did not like it. <laughs> you could see the level of brow, like her brow is so for, brow was furrowed immediately. Imma- <laughs> immediately, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's not natural. And just, you know, how I was raised and grown up, like you don't talk about money, you don't talk about those things, that that is just, that's invasive. And that's like people's private, you know, but, you know, that that's their Thing that you don't kind of invade. But I think what I have learned is that, you know, our role is to make the need known and that people can always say no. But what I've learned is that people are normally really thankful and grateful that you ask them. 
and that um, I hardly come across anyone that is offended. And if they are, then they probably have their own stuff going on and it has nothing to do with you. And so I think our role is just that we ask for what we want and what we need. And that's our role is to make the want and need because a lot of people just don't know. They don't know what, what you need, what you, you know, the amount or the items. And so, um, but I tell you that it is definitely outside my comfort zone. And, and I, 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 I love to pray and I would, I, my prayer life has increased with the pearl <laughs> right before, you know, asking for that boldness and confidence before you talk to someone and also just praying. I always pray for discernment. And what's crazy is I've seen with the Pearl House is that, you know, God would put someone on my heart to reach out to or to talk to. And I would call them or meet with them. And they're, it was like, they already knew I was going to call. And it was, it, so it's really been amazing because, you know, when God gives you a vision for something, he already has people on the other side waiting to help you carry it out. Like you're not, you're not alone. I mean, our job is to say yes. And kind of Becky, you're saying you see a need and moving forward in that. And you'll be amazing. It's amazing. You'll see all the people that just come out of the woodwork that want to help and be a part of it. I think it's one of the most common misconceptions about fundraising um, from someone that's never been in and on it. I mean, I it is probably the common I get most in my career is how could you go and ask somebody for money? That just seem, that would scare me to death. I would feel so intimidated to do that. And I think what you've just said, and I want to lift it up and make sure that nobody missed it, is our role is simply to just make the need known. Um, I think we've missed like one of the biggest questions of this, which is how did you come up with this name and why do you call your girls the pearls? It's actually, it's inspired from the verse in the Bible. It's Matthew 13, 45 to 46. And it says the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls who, when he found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. And so that's really our mission and, and goal is that these girls, that they will realize how valuable and precious, precious and priceless that they are. And, you know, you think about a pearl, we all know how a pearl is formed and, you know, it's in the ocean and you have to bring it to the surface before you actually see the value of it. And I really feel like that's how it is with the pearls that we are able to help and to bring hope and in, in a bright future to them is that they already have value and they already have worth, but a lot of them just don't know it yet. Oh, I just love that so very much. Courtney, I got to check out y'all's incredible impact report on your website. I wonder if you would lift out, you know, just some of your favorite things as you look back and, and things that have happened, stories that have happened um, since y'all have launched everything. Taking a quick pause to share some exciting news from our friends over at Percent. Percent helps nonprofits find new opportunities to save big by unlocking product discounts from the world's leading software companies. This month, we're partnering with Percent to highlight LinkedIn's discounted tools for nonprofits. We've heard from plenty of friends in the community asking, how can nonprofits really leverage LinkedIn? And LinkedIn's Sales Navigator Core makes it easy to connect with new donors or corporate sponsors for your cause and supercharges your fundraising goals. And you know, finding the right talent is crucial for nonprofits. And so with Recruiter Lite, you can streamline your recruitment process and save both time and money. And get this, eligible nonprofits can receive up to 75% off 
LinkedIn Sales Navigator Core, and Recruiter Lite through the Percent Marketplace. Ready to get started and access discounts from the world's leading software companies? Sign up today at weareforgood.com backslash percent. I, I think that I really, I'm continually amazed at the impact that has happened through the Pearl House in what I would consider a short period of time. And so we've had our girls almost eight years. And so we've seen where, you know, we've had girls that have graduated and that um, our old, one of our oldest graduated, she wants to be an architect. She just got accepted to university. And so isn't that so great? And if I told you her story before the Pearl House, um, they're just hard stories and uh, life will look very different without the Pearl House. And, um, and so I'm very grateful. But the impact, you know, we have over um, 40 employees now in Ghana. And so just to see the impact that it's making on their lives. And then I think of all of our students and, you know, where our career center is, there's nothing like that in that region. And so these girls that, you know, maybe have missed the education opportunity they're these young single moms and thinking, how am I going to make it? How am I going to provide? Um, and now to see the joy that they have on their faces and that they're working. And um, it's just, I, I, anyway, I get speechless about it, even when I talk about it. And I, you know, I get to be a part of it every day. But, um, you know, I think just to see the transformation and these girls, the pearls that live at the Pearl House, they go home once a year. Um, and when I say home, they go back to their villages. If it's safe, they go back. We tra- we have people that travel with them to make sure and everything is fine. Uh, but we're seeing that they're going back and the impact that they're making in their villages. And um, we're seeing that ripple effect. And so uh, it's just amazing how when you can even just take one life and invest in that life and build them up and, you know, provide them hope and a future and help them dream and think outside the box of what God wants to do with their life. The impact and the ripple effect it has on others is just enormous. I love that. I think of, you know, one of our favorite donors to this capital campaign, Becky and I got to work as part of, he said, you know, it'd be worth it if we could impact one, but we're going to impact so many more people than that. And I just think of that is so aligned with y'all's philosophy of how you're going about this and everything from the pearls to the impact that you're seeing now. It's just, it's incredible. I really think there's something in the power of one. And I'm going to make this total full, full circle with Courtney and I, when, well, when I was an extremely awkward teenager, but <laughs> we, we had someone in our life um, who was really influential to me. He was a leadership um, coach. His name was T.C. Hardesty, and he used to give these really great speeches. And the one that is sticking out to me that is in so alignment with what Courtney is saying is he used to tell this story, and I'm sure you've, everyone who's has heard this, about a man walking down the beach and seeing starfish. And he's walking down, and he's picking them up, and he's throwing them back into the ocean. And another man is watching him, and he's saying, you know, why are you doing that? It, it You know, that's going to take you forever. Look up and down the beach. You know, how can you subscribe to, to committing to doing this because how will it matter? And the man looks back at him and he holds up one starfish and he says, it matters to this one. Mm. 
And to me, that is the story of the Pearl House. And to me, that is the story of the power of nonprofit. If Mm -hmm. we can allow hope, if we can give one pearl a dream and say, you can be an architect, you don't have to sit in whatever this life has dealt you, you can dream and your worth was, was already there before we pulled you out of the ocean. Then to me, that is what this story is all about. I mean, that just came back to me very full circle. So I love that you are perpetuating that Courtney. Wow. TC, I haven't had that, that, you know (laughs) what? I think God bless him. Yeah, I know. I loved it. And he, um, he invested in my life and saw potential in my life. And I remember he encouraged me to run for office, you know, for student council. And I thought, who am I? I don't know if I can do that, but you know, just, we all want to be seen. Mm -hmm. We all want to be noticed. We want someone to see the value that we have. And that's exactly right. You know, I remember the first time I went to the Pearl house and the girls, um, they asked me, and I try not to cry when I think about this, but they asked me, I said, why, why would you come? Like, why would you come and, and help us? And the answer is really simple. And I said, because God told me to. And I think when someone realizes the love that someone has for them, it's truly transformational. And that, you know, we look at the story at the Pearl House of how he's united people from across the ocean and that his love is so great and so big that he would speak to someone in Tulsa, Oklahoma to help girls in Ghana, Africa, and it's pretty um, just amazing. It really <laughs> is. You can't wrap your mind around it. Now, I'm stilling my heart for this question, and yeah. I think everybody else is too. So we ask all of our guests to share a moment of philanthropy that deeply moved you, that will stay with you forever. I would probably assume that every single pearl you've ever had represents one of those stories. But is there one that kind of just lifts itself out from the others for you? Yes. Well, that's a hard question. I, (laughs) there is, I think that there's one here in the States and then there's one in Ghana. Go for it. Okay. So the one that I would share here is that I shared that my husband, he was on staff um, as a youth minister and he was going on that very first trip to Africa on a mission trip where I told him I wouldn't go. And um, (laughs) so not my, not my finest moment, but anyway, so Uh, There was a young lady that was on that, going to be on that trip. She purchased her ticket. She had such a heart for Africa, such a heart for missions. And she was supposed to go that June and that February before she was killed in a car wreck. And it was just devastating tragedy. And, um, but her family really wanted to continue her love that she had for Africa and for missions and want to continue her legacy and so they started a church in, in Africa, in Ghana, and it's called Lauren's Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And so where it's built, it's beautiful. It's up on this hill and you look out and you can see the ocean on one side and the mountains on the other. And it's just this beautiful, perfect picture. They have a picture of Lauren up, you know, in the church. And so here we are now when we started to build the Pearl House. The Pearl House is right next door to Lauren's Lighthouse. And so the Pearls attend Lauren's Lighthouse. They're leaders in the church. Um, and that's where they go. And I look at that, and this is definitely the short, I mean, the short story of Lauren's Lighthouse. But just to see how um, 
her parents, how they wanted to continue her legacy and how her life continues to have impact with not only the people in, in Ghana, but the girls at the Pearl House. Um, it's just amazing. And her parents, they they sponsor one of our girls. Her name's Laurencia. And, um, and so I think it's just amazing to me how, um, how God has used that and how Lauren's life continues. Mm, that was a great story. I feel so, like we're getting a second one. Africa one. I have to share the story. So I, you know, I, I go at least one time a year to Ghana and was not able to go this year, but went in uh, July of 2019 and we were getting a new pearl. Her story is very, very hard. Um, but we're excited that she was going to be able to come and be at the Pearl House. So one of our house moms who used to be our social worker, but we've hired her to work full time for the Pearl House in Ghana. She lives there. She went to go get this sweet, precious Pearl. And so she goes and I mean, it's, you know, a day's journey and she's coming back and we have word that she should be turning in the corner and, you know, the car will be coming and, and this new girl will be in the car with her. And so all the pearls that live at the Pearl House, they all gather outside. And I remember it's dark outside and they are, I mean, they're cheering, they're yelling, they're dancing, they're singing, and they're so excited to meet their, you know, their new sister, their, this new pearl that's going to be coming. And so I'm outside and I remember looking around here come the headlights of this car. And, um, and they tell that when they went to go pick up this girl in her village, she was so excited to come um, that the car pulls up and before it even stops, she's running and the window is down and she starts to try to crawl into the window to get into the car. Oh my gosh. And uh, I know they were like, stop, stop. We'll open the door. We'll open the door you know, um, but she just, it's just that, um, oh, the need to be rescued. And so anyway, so she literally crawls through this window, gets into the car and here we are, she's turning the corner, all the pearls are dancing and she pulls up and the car is honking with excitement. All the pearls are banging on the, you know, on the roof of the car and, um, and on the hood and anyways, and she gets out and the girls just, I mean, just embrace her and just, um, and really like that she has immediately shown a love that she's never been uh, experienced in her life. And so that happened a year ago and to see the transformation that's happened in her life in a year is just, um, it's hard to put into words. And so you see that she came with, I mean, she'd been, damage had been done to her and her head, she couldn't look you in the eye, she didn't speak. And now she's dancing and she speaks to you. We had a video we just you know, did for one of our fundraisers. And she was one of the main girls that was like, welcome to the Pearl House. And, and so I, I think you see that. And that is why you continue to do what, you, what we do. And that's what keeps you going. I'm trying wow. to keep it together right now. But I mean, it, it is the underpinning of our entire company, which is community is everything. And if you can build a community that fosters love and inclusivity and seeing people and meeting needs, it can literally change the world. What a story. I studied abroad um, in Uganda, Courtney. I told you a little bit about this during my time at OU. 
And we, it's kind of similar to exactly what you're talking about. We um, were working with a women's advocacy network out there um, that worked with women who were former child soldiers in Joseph Coney's army. So women who just have been through the worst of the worst. And we were sitting around um, the dinner table talking about um, just the situation and the background with our teacher. And she looked at us and said, to dream is a privilege and to have dreams is a privilege. And I'm getting emotional thinking about it because it was such a pivotal moment in my life because I had never like been told I wasn't allowed to have dreams or you get asked every day that that you're growing up, what do you want to be when you grow up? And some days I wanted to be a target checkout lady. Some days I wanted to <laughs> open my own mall or, you know, like the, the possibilities were limitless when you were growing up. Um, and so I love that you're providing dreams and hope and just light for these women because you may be the first time that they're like getting to figure out what they want to be and um, hmm. become their own person. So that was a huge moment in my life. And I'm like, back picturing that while I'm picturing all these girls banging um, on the car and being joyful. And it's just, wow, it's emotional. Oh, Julie, you're such a good human. <laughs> and I just see so much alignment in what you're saying. And, and I think what Courtney said, like at the very uh, beginning of this episode is what's coming back to me. The The word unite is was just put in your mind. And the unification of everything that's happening and how it continues to just be like a ripple that just keeps going and going and uniting more is just a really hopeful and amazing thing. Mm. Goodness. You know, Courtney, we ask all of our guests, what's one good thing? And you've already given us a ton. I feel like I'm going to be thinking about this conversation for a long time. Um, what's a piece of advice, a good habit, something that we could encourage people to do today, you know, to take that step forward to making a difference? You know, I love that you talk about kindness and I have a plaque in our house that my girls, I have two girls and it says always be kinder than necessary. And I love that because kindness goes a long way. And I would think too, just, you know, talking about in the nonprofit world and with donors and supporters that, you know, if you think about it, really donors that give to your organizations and to your nonprofits, they really want to be your friend. And so to think about that is to make sure that we're treating them how we would treat a good friend and that, you know, don't hesitate to, well, thank them, thank them well. And, um, you know, I think here at the Pearl House that, we, you know, we have donors that are like, don't get me anything, don't get me a thank you gift. <laughs> but then we have some donors that love it as well. Um, but I would say to, you know, to thank them in a very personal way. And so tying your organization into how you thank them. You know, like we did hand towels one time and we had girls put their handprints on it. And, you know, we gave them to our donors and supporters. And just to have that tie of a visual of how they are making a difference, how they are truly helping to change a nation one pearl at a time how a hand towel can be a reminder of that. And so um, I would just say that just to thank and to be kind and, you know, just to even get to know your donors and supporters, take them to lunch, call them and try not to talk about your organization. Just try to get to know them as a person and what they like and their interest. Um, it goes a long way and it's truly a blessing, um, not only to you, but it'll be a blessing to them as well. 
I love when the people that are not formally trained fundraisers are the best <laughs> fundraisers. <laughs> yeah, because they're not looking at the science of fundraising. I mean, like if you can really lean into the art, and when we say the art, it's just about humanity. It's about compassion. It's about con- kindness. It's about doing the right thing. And yes, our donors don't want us to be asking all the time. One, they, they want to be seen as humans, not as donors, too. And so I think those are really great hacks. So you have really big goals for 2021. Can you tell us some of your hopes for 2021 and how listeners can connect with you in the Pearl House? Absolutely. So we do have some big dreams and goals, but I'm continually reminded that we serve a really big God. And so why would we not make our goals and dreams really big? And so for 2021, we will, again, we're hoping to finish the school, the Pearls Academy. So the third floor hopefully will be completed in 2021. And we want to open up an additional career center. And we also, we need to purchase a couple of new school buses for the, uh, for the school. And then in January, uh, we plan to take in six new pearls at the Pearl House. Um, and then we'll hire additional staffing as well. And then we also were in the process of raising funds to build a guest house. And so, um, and you're over guest house, you're like, well, that sounds kind of fancy, but really what it is. It'll be on the property where the process is located. And so we have our older girls when they graduate and they go to school, you know, on holidays and breaks, they come back to the Pearl House because that's their home and our their beds are already full because we've taken a new Pearls. And so currently we kind of just try to put out cots and try to find a place for them to stay in the house. And so what the guest house will do, it'll actually be able to give them a place to stay when they come back to the Pearl House. Um, and then also it will provide, you know, additional um, offices for our staff. And then when all of you come to the Pearl House with me one day, um, that would be where we would stay as Julie's well. bags are packed already. <laughs> yeah. I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> so how can they connect with you? What's your website? Are you on social media anywhere? Any of our listeners who might want to learn more? Yes. Yeah, so our website's thepearlhouse.org. And yes, we're on uh, Facebook and Instagram um, and Twitter. And so Facebook, the Pearl House Ghana. Um, But those are all the different ways that you can connect with us and find out what's going on. And you can subscribe. We do a monthly newsletter, email. And so that's one way that you can connect. And we have a prayer team if you you just feel led to pray because we know prayer works here at the Pearl House. And um, so those are some ways that you connect. But I I love this because I, I just get to tell the story of the Pearl House. But those that are a part of the Pearl House that pray and give and support and encourage, they are just as much part of the story as I am. And we could not do this work without them and, and without you and just telling the story. And so I want to say thank you for allowing me to tell the story. And you never know how someone else might want to join the story. So thank you. That's exactly it. And I could tell you, I won't speak for John and Julie, though I think I could, and say <laughs> I think all of our hearts are bigger today than when we walked into this room. And this is a mission I think that anybody could get behind. And I, you know, we've, we've talked so much about the Christian ministry, but it's like, whatever that is for you in your life, you know, whether it's a Christian faith or whether it's another faith, it's like, find your cause, run toward goodness and, and embrace it in a way that makes sense for you. Thanks for saying yes. Yeah. All those years ago. 
I mean, there is a reason that I have looked up to Courtney Bell Smith. I still call her Courtney Bell Smith <laughs> all of these years because we love good humans and we really appreciate what you are doing a- across the pond, the big pond. Yeah. And I will never hear the Pearl House ever again without having the image of a group of girls encircling a car and banging on it and to welcome and give someone their first foray into love and community. That is what the Pearl House feels like to me. So thank you. We appreciate you being here today. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for listening today. We hope Courtney inspired you to look for the pearls in your life to build community and space that needs your heart and hustle. Every week we share our best roundup of content, freebies, and notes heard on each episode and share them with the good community. It's free to join. Just head over to weareforgood.com backslash hello to sign up and you'll hear from us weekly to help you do more for your mission. One more thing. If you love what you heard today, would you mind leaving us a podcast rating and review? It really means the world to us and helps us find more people. Thanks, friends. Our production hero is a champion for millennials and Gen Zers, Julie Confer. Hey. Our theme song is Sunray by Remy Forsboom. Go rock this week. Rabbit fans have always powered the We Are For Good podcast, but now Rabbit fans can get even more goodness and access by joining Good Friends. It's our listener support community for the We Are For Good podcast. Good Friends comes with perks, exclusive episodes with John and I, including The Good Brief, our new monthly cliff notes of the greatest takeaways and lessons learned from that month, and exclusive AMA episodes where we answer your burning questions and tap our community of experts. Join now or learn more at weareforgood.com backslash friends. We can't wait to see you inside. That's weareforgood.com slash friends.